hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed with the Best. We're two New York City gals who are bringing you the best of the best of all things beauty, wellness, and inspirational women. We've tried it all and can't wait to tell you what's worth obsessing over. Join us each week as we share our favorite products and trends and chat with leading female founders and experts. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with with the Best with with Alex and Tina. Tina. Today we get to sit down with Leela, an intuitive coach and healer. A huge focus of her work is helping women align to their purpose from a place of feminine power. She believes it is a secret ingredient to a successful, meaningful, and healthy life. Leela has extensive training and experience in subjects ranging from esoteric studies to neuroscience and business, and over the past decade, she's developed a unique approach integrating mindset coaching, psychology, astrology, embodiment practices, tantra, reiki, and more to guide others. She hosts retreats and workshops on a regular basis, as well as offers private coaching. In her practice, she gently guides her clients to embody their life purpose while balancing masculine and feminine energies. Please welcome Leela. So Leela, we met you through Gretchen, who is designer of one of the coolest handbag lines of all time. Everyone should listen to her episode. It's 2.15. And I met you at one of her handbag events. And you literally, after meeting me for about 30 seconds, looked into my soul and helped me create the most dead on mantra. And I just thought this woman is so special. So we're so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. And I want to know... How did you know that this work was your calling? How did you know this is what you were supposed to do? Oh, (laughs) I didn't. I didn't. And for a long time, I was trying to find my place in the world and, uh, you know, fit in into all the boxes that are already available. But then intuitively, I started to understand that whatever I am to do, uh, there is no vocabulary for it. Like there is no, it's, it's, it maybe it exists, but it's very rare. And, uh, It is probably an integration of different things and uh, different studies that I've done all throughout my life and also the wisdoms that I've carried from before. And uh, yeah, it's just a continuous journey unpacking it. And I don't think I'm done with it. Like it's, It's continually evolving and I'm understanding more and more of, you know, what my purpose is and what my message is. We hear a lot, I've been hearing a lot lately, um, the terms masculine energy, feminine energy. What are those? What is feminine energy? Especially that's what I'm interested in. And what what's so unique about that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think this comes down from, you know, the world that we live in. And we live in the polarized world, right? We live in duality. We have two of everything, right? We have right and wrong. And that's how our mind is built. And that's how our nature is built in, you know, in on this planet. We have right and left, right? We have right hemisphere, left hemisphere. And so we have these two different kind of energies that are opposite polar of each other, the masculine and the feminine, yin and yang, or yang and yin in this case. And uh Uh, or alpha and omega and you can find different ways how you can call this energy Uh, for me it fits to call it masculine and feminine but it's certainly you know not to say that you know if you're born in a woman's body you have feminine energy and you don't have masculine and other way around right no we have all of it because it's how the world is built and to your second question with the feminine energy Um, I think it's still important to kind of say also what the masculine energy is. So the masculine energy is more, you know, it's that sort of like achievement oriented, this direct energy going towards something for a result. And uh, it's very much, you know, kind of like this fighter energy. And the feminine energy will think of the polar opposite, right? Is the one that is like, okay, I'm here and I'm already enough, right? Because it's, and it's about the process and not about the destination. It is about receptivity versus the masculine is about giving. 
And you can even see how the feminine body is built, right? It's about receiving versus giving as the masculine body. So, and uh, yeah, so does it make sense? It We could also say that it's a little bit more about the passive, but passive is not something that we used to think. It's not the sort of negative thing where you just kind of like, you know, lay down on a couch and do nothing uh passive in a way where you are receiving the intuitive calls you're going deeper into yourself versus the masculine is going going outwards and uh as you receive those intuitive calls you know from the sort of feminine kind of um, energy then you are acting on it and i call it inspired action why do so many women tina and i included kind of lose touch as we get older with our feminine energy. I know that Tina and I are like, we've had some similar patterns where it's like, no, I'm strong. I'm independent. I got it. I'm going to do everything myself. I'm going to achieve, 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 push forward. Maybe not take a lot of time to reflect. Maybe not ask for help. Maybe not allow people to help me. Why do we do that as women? Mm -hmm. Um, Let me ask you, when you said as we get older, when you were younger, you were more in tune with your feminine energy? Actually, I'm not actually sure. I just think now that I said that, I think I just mean I wasn't aware of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm aware of my patterns when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Well, but it's, it's actually interesting because subconsciously you knew that you were more in tune because if you had, if you were... Like if you had a regular childhood, more or less, right? Where you were able to be a child. Being a child is a very feminine energy because it's all about receiving, right? It's all about being in the center of attention. It's all about just like me, 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 and you are left for it, right? And then um, later when we grow up, we, you know, obviously there's a lot of conditioning. We don't have other examples, neither from our mothers, nor from other, you know, kind of female leaders on how to do this and uh, how to be more in your feminine and be successful at the same time, right? Because I think if we look back in history and regardless of what country you're from, but at some time women were like, okay, well, you know, we've been sort of domesticated and now, you know, we haven't been able to express our talents and uh, maybe we don't even believe and the society doesn't believe that we are as equal in what we can offer. And so we started to go after it. We started, we wanted to prove to ourselves, right? And to the um, society. And, um, you know, if you look at the 60s, the 70s, right, all the strong women that are rising and what we were doing it in the manner that was done around us, which is in that masculine manner, like how do you achieve success? All we knew, all we saw around ourselves is this way. And so like that's the pattern we took on, of course. Now, when we get in a little bit older, and also as a kind of like collective consciousness, and also each of us were like, okay, wait, I'm not sure if it's fully working for me, because I feel burned out, I feel stressed, my hormonal uh, health is not good, or some other health, right? Uh, my relationships suck, I don't get to fully experience pleasure in my body, there must be some other way of being independent, successful, and also have, you know, those kind of areas that are not working well uh, to be fixed. And I think, you know, that's kind of where we are right now in the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you do you believe that these energies manifest in us physically? Do you believe that there's like a masculine energy on our right side and a feminine energy on our left side? What does that look like physically? You spoke about a little bit hormones and, and our body. What is What do the energies look like mm-hmm. in our physical selves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do have to say that when we talk about energies using our mind, that's the only way we can talk, right? We have to use our mind. We won't have the full picture, right? It's obviously beyond the language, but we try to understand and we try to create some concepts that will explain those things. Um, So I will use those concepts, but with an understanding that it's not complete and it will never be complete by just talking about it. So, uh, because you can feel it and that's beyond language. So um, oftentimes, if you look at the right side of your body is the the masculine side and where like a lot of masculine manifests. So for example, if you are overly in your masculine, you may start feeling some pains, 
and some sort of disalignments on your on your right side. If you are, you know, but it could play out. Like if you're like if your feminine is suffering, you may be experiencing something on your left side. Like you can so even look at I, ovaries, you know. I realize as I've been about this, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Every injury I've ever had in my, I think in my entire life has been on the left side of my body. All of them. Which I think is wow. crazy. I know. And Leela, does it does it matter or does it affect it if if someone is is dominant more dominant on one side or the other if they're left handed? Does it affect that at all? Well, usually we we notice that those who are left handed are more creative by nature, right? And which is the feminine quality and uh, more logical when you know when you're like right-handed that's why at least where i'm from you know for a long time they were training everybody to be right-handed like they were retraining you to be right-handed when you were a child not not when i was already you know like um, as a child but earlier in uh, like Soviet union because you know the more you are kind of like disconnected from your essence the easier it is to control you but this is going a little bit away from your question, but um, yeah, it has some, but then we can also develop the other side and we need to, to balance it. It's not good to be in one polarity. It's important that we bring the balance. So now when we're talking to you guys, uh, where you saying that you were a little bit outside of your feminine and more in your masculine, the, the point here is to not completely disregard your masculine, it's to bring in the feminine and create this beautiful union. I love the reels that you post on Instagram. Everyone needs to follow you on Instagram. And you've hosted a really good one about there's a different path to a successful career. There's a different path to success, which is a more feminine path. Can you explain what that looks like and what that means? Yeah, the, the feminine path to success, which uh, is definitely one thing that you know is good for women to consider and also some aspects of it will help men as well to come to balance um, is through receptivity is through listening to your intuition and being guided from within versus kind of looking at the standards that are outside yeah sure you can collect you can use do the research and collect all the information but Every action has to be done from within, like you are inspired to do that. That gives you chills, you're thrilled, you are in joy when you're doing it. And when you do that, instead of being like, oh, I really don't want to, but I have to, you know, like I, I'm just going to push myself hard into it. When we're pushing ourselves hard, we can get to where we want, but with all the consequences, like, you know, deprived health, etc., and relationships. So uh, it would be a lot about surrendering. And then that is a lot of trust and courage, because how can you surrender when you feel like the world is going to end if you're not going to be in control of everything? And uh, it is uh, through finding your pleasure. It's really important. I would say probably the most important thing is to do everything through pleasure and do not do things if they don't bring you pleasure. That sounds very difficult. Yes. Right? It's like <laughs> you, yes. Like that sounds so hard. And even the word you said surrender. And I was like, oh my God, that's so vulnerable. I, I don't know if I could surrender. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like this is a common thread, but I know personally, I feel like I have to be a martyr in my life. And anything that I want or desire, has I have to make it so difficult to get. And I have to work so hard to get, get it if it's worth having. And I don't think that that's necessarily true, but we've been conditioned to believe that we have to make things difficult and you have to work so hard and like you were saying, push against all of these things to get past. How do we release ourselves from that trap? Mm-hmm. I think at the core of this, as far as, of course, we have, there is conditioning, but you, like I always say, you can choose to opt out. Uh, the question is, are you using it to validate your worth? Yes. <laughs> 100%. So you know where to go, right? You, you go into healing your self-worth and understanding. That's what I said earlier is that I am already enough and other things will come out of it. So simple, but so hard. It is hard because Sometimes. it is it, uh, it is hard, at, at, you know, on one side, we can 
continue saying that it is hard. It is hard for the mind. That's why I, when I, you know, I always bring in the aspect of like really clarifying your mind, bring, you know, kind of a, being centered because when you are, when your mind is in control of your life, then it's going to be a continuous race. It's going to be a, a continuous struggle because you would feel that you're not enough. You need to achieve more. You need to show and prove to yourself and to others that that's kind of, you know, that you deserve it. You deserve to have what you have because you worked so hard for it. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, you need to do action. Action is required, but it should be an inspired action. And it's not that we, you know, we're like, it kind of, we get it and then we become perfect at it, right? It's just a continuous journey, but more and more we settle in. But the thing is that the, the success that you can achieve through the ways that you have been using, you already know that success. You, you, you kind of, you can't predict it. That's why in, in one, in one, you know, way, you know, we, continue doing this because we can predict it. Uh, as we control, we predict things, we plan things ahead, right? But with the feminine way to success, you can't predict it and you have to surrender. But the fruits are so much more than you can imagine. Then if you feel intuitively like this resonates, there is something for you, then you're ready. Then you're ready to kind of give in, give in into that path a little bit. Honestly, and an, an example of this for both of us, Tina, is this podcast. Tina and I did not start off being like, here's our business plan. We're going to have a podcast. No, we started off with doing Instagram lives because we thought it was really fun and we loved talking to each other and we loved sharing. We loved talking about specific things and we didn't really have a plan, but it kind of just naturally evolved from there. And the guests and these amazing women that we're able to chat with on this show have kind of just been showing themselves, showing up mm -hmm. in our lives. And I think the trick is for somehow it's hard to apply that to other places though in our lives. Like everyone has a sticky area, an area where it's kind of hard to surrender and let go. Um, so another trigger for people, I think a lot right now is social media. And you talk a lot about how when you see someone on social media or in your life doing something that you want to be doing, we shouldn't feel bad about that. We should feel good about that. Can you elaborate and about how we can start reframing that kind of pang of jealousy that we might feel at someone else's life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a big one because jealousy is grounded in limited resources, right? Uh, if every if there were abundance of everything, you you would just be like, okay, just grab it, grab it yourself. And it's also um, you know this the mindset of competition, the mindset of competition, which is the masculine again, right? Versus the feminine is that the community co-creation. So for example, with this podcast, right, you are co-creating, you bring in the two energies together, and it's more fun and you are enjoying your time together and you having great results, right? And uh, so when, when it comes to uh, having, when, when people come into your life that have what you like or what you want, what you desire, especially if they're in your physical life, to me, uh, this is the sign that you, your field is so strong, you know, and attuned to that. That's why it's already showing up in your field, right? You're, that's why it's already in your reality, in your physical reality. And so the next step would be for you to have it. So when we actually have the people in our life that have what we want, it's like, wow, like make this to be like a confirmation that what you want is so, it's right here. It's at your reach. And you need to just kind of, you know, there may be some sort of alignments that need to take place for you to receive that. When you become, when you get into the jealousy and um, uh, the sort of, because jealousy has this sort of conflict energy to it, you resist having what you want. The more gratitude you can experience, the more you're open to receive. It's like your door 
that you open, when you experience jealousy, when you experience some sort of, you know, attachment to drama, why you're not enough, why you don't still have this and others have this, the world is unfair, you literally closing your, your door because everything you say right now is your future. So even today on the call, you say, this is hard, this is hard, this is the future you're creating for yourself, right? So you can start dropping and making it something else. You know, maybe it's not, it's easy because you are not there yet, but maybe it's like, I'm working on it. You know, I'm working through it. You just, you start choosing a different language and it doesn't come right away, right? Because we have um, synopsis, this neural passages that are already built in one way and they fire in this way. So for us to retrain our mind, we need to do this sort of mental gym. Like we go to the gym, right? You, you go multiple, you know, you go regularly and then you start seeing the results, the muscles are working um, and growing. And the same thing with the brain, with the same thing with your mind, you just need to start retraining. When you start catching yourself that you're going into that path that you no longer want to recreate, you start choosing a different meaning for your life, different meaning for all of the experiences that are happening in your life. It's crucial. If you know Tina and I, you know that we love therapy. We honestly don't even know how we would have gotten through the last two years without our weekly therapy sessions. BetterHelp offers easy, affordable, and convenient access to therapy. First of all, you don't even have to do any of the research, which can be the hardest part because they do that work for you. They will literally match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. Second, you don't even have to leave your home because BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat sessions. Honestly, it's always a good time to invest in yourself and in your mental health, so give it a try. And see for yourself why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. We have a special offer just for our obsessed listeners. For 10% off your first month of professional virtual therapy, go to betterhelp.com slash obsessed. That's betterhelp.com slash obsessed. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. We are sponsored by Ombre Lab. Are you struggling with bloating, moodiness, constipation, or weight gain, and you just can't figure out why? Well, the answer could literally be in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. And when your body doesn't have enough of the good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. When this happens, it can cause all kinds of symptoms. Ombre Labs makes it really easy to check on your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship right to your door with easy to follow instructions, and then when you get your results, they'll give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria, let you know what foods to eat more or less of, plus you can get personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. I've done the test myself, and personally, it was the easiest thing ever. No doctor's appointments, no scheduling when you can get to the office. They send everything right to you, and then you just pop it back into the mail, and you get your results. So if you want to start feeling better, visit tryombre.com obsessed to get $30 off of your test. That's T-R-Y-O-M-B-R-E dot com slash obsessed for $30 off. Thank you to Ombre Labs for sponsoring this podcast. Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphe. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. I want to go back to a word that you mentioned, resistance. You said resist. Why, where does that come from? Why, why do we resist the things that we want the most? I find like with my biggest dreams, I am so resistant to pursue them. I don't know if it's fear. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. What mm -hmm. is that? Where does it even come from? Yeah. There is always a secondary benefit and secondary benefit is this sort of subconscious kind of uh, belief that's holding you back from having what you want if what you what you want is not in your reality yet. And if you've and if you've been doing your inspired action and you've been on it and you kind of like 
And there's, and if you still don't have it, that means there is some sort of secondary benefit that you are gaining from not having what you want, like you said. And that secondary benefit for depending on what it is and uh, what you want and uh, depending on your life story, it could be very different. But it is very often fear, fear of being exposed. You know, if you, if say you have low self-esteem and uh, low sense of self-worth, then you may be like, oh, they're going to realize I'm not good at it, right? Like that could be one of them. There's just, there are many. If um, say, you know, it's something I just recently spoke, if you are trying to get into your best shape and uh, look your best, and at the same time, you're not there fully, it, it's possible that you are afraid to be visible. You're afraid to attract attention uh, because maybe in the past, either in your life or in your ancestral lineage, this was dangerous. And for most of us, you know, for, you know, what we carry in our lineage, it was dangerous to be different. It was dangerous to be, uh, you know, unique in your expression because you would be ostracized you if you're not conforming to the you know the rules of the society and i think a lot of us we need to kind of hmm, we need to understand what is that secondary benefit that we're experiencing that is holding us back and reparent ourselves we call it reparenting meaning that we kind of hold that that aspect of ourselves that is in fear because it's not to push through it that's not a way of like of masculine ways like okay shut up you don't know what you're doing you know you like let, let's just go here right oh I'm so tired of you being so lazy you know versus it's like well but why why are you feeling this way and so like a mother would be listening to her child and seeing what is holding the child back and helping the child to kind of get through it. And that's an approach that we really need to take. I definitely find myself using masculine energy to be like, okay, just push through and get through. And, and I, I love the thought. I hadn't even, it hadn't even crossed my mind to surrender. I love that word. It's my new favorite word. But to surrender and sort of allow care and thought and intention come into the room and be present to like move past it rather than forcing something. Mm-hmm. Because when you fight, there is something to fight, right? When you're in your fighter energy, that means that there is a polarization happening right at this moment. There is something to fight. When you surrender, there is nothing to fight. Then all the resistance disappear slowly. <laughs> Not instantaneously. Well, maybe for some. <laughs> So say we're at the point where we've identified where the resistance is coming from, the secondary benefit we're getting from it, and we need to be into the next phase, which is surrendering, reparenting that part of us, nurturing it. Is there a daily practice or something you can give our listeners to do to help start releasing that fear or whatever it might be for them? Yeah, well, those things are all simple. The best practices are always simple and always at your reach for um, for us to connect to our feminine, right? To release the resistance, uh, we need to come into our body. Being for a woman to be in her body is essential. It's her medicine. It's how she will then start connecting to her intuitive callings as to, okay, ship here, do this a little bit different, say no right here, etc. right? Uh, and how do we connect to our body? I mean, for me, the best practice and the practice that helped me to, you know, on this healing journey is to move free, freely, just put a song and start moving. And uh, because when you move, especially if you move right after you identify that belief that you have the feeling about, right? You, you feel nauseous or you feel sad or you feel heartbroken. You know, you kind of, you, you brought that sort of fear up, right? You're working with it. You want to process it. And through movement, it's much easier to process it because through movement, you open your body so that energy can flow. Emotion, right? Energy in motion. So the energy can start flowing and you start processing that stuck belief that uh, is associated with this emotion and free yourself from it. And 
And another practice that I love, especially for self-expression, is to opening your voice. I know you ladies are singers, but just to use your voice to sing because your own sound is clearing your energy field. And it doesn't have to be a practice for singers only. In fact, everyone can do that. And, you know, at the beginning, it may sound like, oh, my God, you know, it's so it sounds so weird. But you can just start sounding ah or om or ooh, whatever the sound, or at least exhaling and opening your throat. Because for women, I don't know, I, I haven't met a woman who was always you know, with her throat open, because it's like, it's always, it's always a challenge for a woman to be in her true self-expression and to be in her true voice. So yeah, that practice is like a next level. I love that because I know that when I'm like in the shower or, you know, when I'm feeling just kind of free and open and I just have to sing, I feel so much better when I'm just like letting the voice open because I do feel like our, that chakra oftentimes, mostly for women, is very closed off. I know that that is my, the first thing for me to go when I'm feeling threatened or I'm really stressed or I go through something very traumatic. My first thing to go is my voice. And it, and I mean that in like a very broad sense. Physically, I lose my voice. And then I also lose the ability to communicate and talk and really express myself. So that, that really resonates what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Cause either we in our, you know, childhood experience or in the past were told to shut up what you say doesn't matter or you know our ancestral lineage or you know if we want to go deeper you know in our past life experiences that we had this experience when we are in a woman's body there's like well you're not worthy to speak I have to take a quick break to talk about just how much I love plant people. They make CBD products, but not just CBD products. These are CBD products formulated by actual doctors. So along with CBD, these mushrooms, gummies, lotions, and tinctures also have other ingredients that your body really, really needs for optimal health. Right now, I'm really obsessed with their relief drops, which are CBD drops you put under your tongue for 30 seconds in the morning, but there's also turmeric in these drops, which is a really great anti-inflammatory. So you can use these drops when you have cramps or a hangover, an injury, a migraine, you name it. I actually take them every day. I'm also absolutely in love with the Relief Cooling Advanced Recovery Body Cream. It is a body cream that feels a little cool on the skin and it gives you quick relief for any sort of achy muscles. Along with CBD, it has turmeric, again, for an anti-inflammatory, plus arnica and menthol. It's this perfect cooling and soothing formula of potent botanicals for immediate and long-lasting relief anywhere in your body. So... For 15% off your first plant people order, use code OBSESSED at checkout. Or just scroll on down and tap the plant people link in the show notes for this episode. Okay, I want to talk because about the moon and how that affects us because I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like, um, this is just yesterday, and I'm like, all this weird stuff is happening and I'm feeling really out of sorts and like all this weird and he goes, well, you know, it's a full moon. We have a, we just had a full moon. So, and I was like, oh my God, that explains everything. And my mom always said that too, where she was like, well, the full, a full moon's coming up. So, you know, be prepared. What, what does that mean actually? And how are we affected by Mm -hmm. the moon? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we have this external cycles. We also have internal cycles. So let's talk about the external cycles with the external moon. Um, When the moon is Uh, You know, because moon is kind of affecting the water and the moon is very connected to the feminine energy and to the feminine essence. That's why women even, and you can see, right, we also have our own internal cycles versus the masculines kind of going forward. We are going in circles, but like every time is a new kind of layer, right? We're approaching. So when the moon is new, it's the time of kind of birth, like planting the seeds. If you, um, I think even if you kind of connect with the gardening, you also will start planting things on the new moon, right? When the moon is full, that's two weeks later, then you, we are at the place of culmination, at the place of something coming into fruition. And then as it goes 
uh, it started to wane after that you know peak then we are getting into the place of releasing something that no longer serves us so that we can receive what we have manifested during the full moon however i want to say that this sort of amplification of the energies that all of us experience even in um i think even in police departments they have you know statistics that there are uh, higher crime rates on the full moon it doesn't have to be negative once you clear yourself once your mind is clear once you detach from drama in your life and from drama in the world you become you you become an um a conscious manifester of whatever you want and so you may be receiving on the full moon you will be receiving something that you've manifested and it doesn't have to be bad it's just things coming into fruition what the full moon does it illuminates parts of our subconscious the moon is connected to our subconscious so during the full moon as it, it is illuminating parts of our subconscious that's why it's so much easier for us to see any kind of limiting beliefs any kind of fears may be rising to the surface and i always say make a good story of it right make a meaning that is positive so how is that emotional outburst that you may be experiencing during full moon is actually of the benefit to you oh maybe it's because you are kind of becoming clear of what's holding you back so then you can release it for the next two weeks work on that aspect of you that was sensitive during the full moon and then you know kind of help the you know the release process and nurturing it and uh, letting go of parts of you that you feel are kind of limiting you does it make sense it makes oh, totally. so much sense and this is exactly what i kind of just lived through because as we said we just had a full moon and first of all this past week all the women in my family kept waking up at 3 a.m my mom my grandma my mom and my grandma were fine but i was having nightmares and what i realized is it's kind of like my deepest oldest fears were coming up in these nightmares and then i wake up i do my red light therapy meditate and be like you're fine like it's okay like these things aren't mm -hmm. happening but it was definitely so exactly what you just explained. Something just needed mm -hmm. to come out, like old-timey mm -hmm. fears in my nightmares. It was crazy. Right. And sometimes we don't need to manually do anything with it. That's another way that we are surrendering. But just through surrendering into it and just allowing it to kind of move through us, we're already releasing it. We don't have to necessarily do, you know, some hard work and, right, again, going back to the early conversation. And uh, when this happens, what you just said, to me, this is a sign that you are on the um, edge of a breakthrough, especially because if it's so kind of so into your face and you're waking up and you have to kind of calm yourself down, that's something that, you know your inner being is afraid of that means that you are on the verge of a great breakthrough of a great expansion and the mind is terrified because the mind doesn't have any idea what's going to be on the other side and for that it's like whoa but how can i plan for it better <laughs> you know and and then another side of your beingness that the, the wiser side was telling this little side of your beingness an aspect that it's okay, we're okay, you're going to be fine, right? And that's what you were doing, you were like parenting yourself. Yeah, I mean, it makes so much sense. So something else I really wanna talk about is a common fear that a lot of women have, which is, okay, I wanna have a baby, but how can I possibly do all the things I do now? How can I possibly maintain my career? when I have a child. And you recently made a beautiful Instagram post about how you also had this fear before you had your daughter and how you found it to not be true. But can you elaborate on that and just speak to any woman who might be feeling that right now? Yeah, it is, it is very unique for each woman and what she needs to experience and what she needs to let go before she can have children. Um, and it's not just kind of like, you know, black and white where you're like no all women need to have children if you want to have a child have it now sometimes you you have you have the desire to have a child and i always say if there is a sincere deep desire to have something that means it is aligned with your high purpose definitely but as we learn through surrendering it 
may not be on the timeline that you expect it to be. So sometimes, uh, you know, it is not the right time to, to have a child because maybe you need to kind of, you know, clear a little bit within to be more open and prepared, you know, to receive this being and to be kind of like able to uh, go between these different worlds. So, you know, being your young boss and being a mother. Um, but I feel like, again, as a woman more and more being connected to her feminine essence, she will find, she will know how to do that. And that's where there's no one path for like, you know, there's no one path for us that we need to walk. For me, because my purpose, as I'm realizing now, is a lot about the feminine. It's a lot about kind of delivering the message of the feminine, helping other women, embodying the feminine and kind of walking through this um, fear of letting go of the, you know, of control. Uh, for me, having a child gave me more wisdom of the feminine and more confidence of who I am because being able to carry a baby and even to connect to this being that is like, wait, how did you end up over there? Like, where are you coming from? Like, it, it really connects you to the mystery of life is that every person in the world that you see comes from a womb. It's like, you know, I mean, we know the biology, but still, like, it's pretty incredible, right? And then being able to give birth to it, it's, uh, it definitely gives you a lot of confidence. And for sure, for me, I became way more uh, grounded in my self-worth, in my confidence after I had a child, and even during the pregnancy. Wow. We touched on this a little bit earlier in the in the call, but I want to kind of talk about it more about our inherent worth and worthiness and embracing that and not being so wrapped up in what we do and our actions, having that define us. And Alex, this is kind of a question for you too. Uh, you said that Leela created a mantra for you. I want to know what that experience was like. Yeah. What that, okay. And can you share what your mantra yes, is? I'm going to read the mantra right now. So a little backstory. I was dealing with, I still am, but dealing with tendinitis in my foot and it involved a lot of just sitting on the couch, <laughs> working from home, a lot of not walking. And it was a little bit of a hard winter for me of like, well, what am I doing? What is my identity? I'm sitting on my couch all day. <laughs> like, am I, you know, it didn't feel good. But I also think it's something that a lot of creative people learned in 2020, which is my hobby became my job and it's shut down right now. So who am I if I'm not singing professionally, dancing professionally, performing live? Like, who am I? Um, so, okay, we sat down and my mantra was, that we came up with was, my self-worth is inherent. I know when to act and I know when to rest. I take inspired action. It was just so perfect for me. And it, it touches on a lot of things you've been talking about, but. How do you come up with uh, mantras, Leila? Mm -hmm. How do you help people come up with that? Um, it's usually about something that a person needs in a given moment, because what mantra helps is it helps you to retrain your mind, right? That's what we were just talking about, because as you create or rewrite your story, um, you know, it needs, you need time to ground in that story, right? To believe that story, uh, to completely embrace that story. So, and, um, you know, we can chat, right? You kind of tell me what you uh, feel that you want more in your life. And just based on that, we create a positive statement. It's really important that it is a positive statement. It doesn't have sort of things like not, because by, you know, energetically, when even though you have the word not, you still have the main thing that you are resisting. Instead of resisting something, we need to open the doors to what we want to create. So we need to shift our focus on what we're creating. And that's, you know, this is a perfect example of uh, what Alex is creating for herself. And can you give some other helpful tools for anyone who's maybe working on just separating their worth and their identity from their actions, from their job, from what they what they do. Because again, when that goes away, it's a tricky lesson to learn of like, wait, am I okay? Am I, who am I again? How can we kind of retrain ourselves to think differently about mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. 
I think we need to um, kind of track back all of those successes that we've had through in, and this validation that we've had and see where it brought us. Was it was there any cost to it? Um, and kind of deduct from it that as much as you are using this tool as helping you to validate your self-worth, it is never sustainable. You will understand that because if you are depending on the self-worth from outside, that means that whenever somebody has a negative judgment of you, you know, you it can kill you. It, you know, emotionally, right? It hurts a lot. And this sort of kind of like ups and downs that are being experienced when we are, you know, being fed by this external validation, how sustainable they are for your life. So kind of track back to see, okay, I see that, yes, this was a great result, but also it came with this cost. And so that's one. And okay, how can I have it all? There, there is a way to have it all. I know, I know there is a way to have it all. <laughs> kind what of is just, the secret? Right? Well, the, the secret is, and this is where the difficult sort of, you know, uh, part comes in. The secret is within you because your self-worth is inherent, but you can only understand it when you connect to that sort of ne- everlasting part of yourself, of your beingness. Because even when you desire something and you say, you know, write 10 things about why you worthy to have what you want to have, when you start saying, well, because it's going to be good for the planet, because, you know, I don't know, my husband is, you know, going to be relieved of my worries, etc. All of those external reasons, but just something like, because I want it, because I'm ready. Like there's no other reasons why you should, uh, you know, have what you want other than because that inspires joy in you. But this part, it, it is, it. I think another way, it, you know, to help yourself through it is surround yourself with people who are already on the spot and who are already kind of walking this and maybe a few steps ahead uh, to just have more of these examples on how they do that and what results they receive through this path of surrendering so that the mind is a little bit in, you know, you're controlling the mind a little bit more because you're like, okay, look, you know, they've done it. They, they, they are doing fine. Uh, so maybe there is something about this surrendering. Um, I know that in this question that you asked me, there is sort of like, like give me this pill, you know, give me this one answer. <laughs> I know I've been there so much and sometimes I fall into it again but what is my path what should I do you know how should I get there but it's like right away this attachment to having something to having an answer is already a signal that um, you are going the wrong path right go dance go enjoy you know your uh, yourself bring other women together be in the company of other women because we heal much faster together much faster and then we create together because I out of this. this out of this experience that we just you know we, we healed through something and now we're like oh and let's play <laughs> and let's do something right like your example and so many others so definitely for we for a woman one of her powers comes through co-creation co-creation competition is what is killing us and uh co-creation is what is really helping us to elevate in our experiences you know elevate in our kind of lives so yeah definitely come together with other women and seek support those are really good small actionable things that any of our listeners can do right now today from their home from their apartment go dance i'm already like yeah. thinking about my 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 mantra that I want and it definitely includes surrender and pleasure all these words that we've talked about and the yeah the dance and sing mm-hmm. and just be around these energies identifying something deep down you might be getting from your resistance is another really good one mm-hmm. and there's one more a huge one actually (laughs) forgot to tell you the gratitude is everything is everything start being grateful with little things that you have in your life and big things everything that you have in your life be grateful make the best out of what you have make the best out of what you have and as you are because again your present creates your future 
Your present creates your future. Your present emotions of gratitude create more future where you are feeling grateful, where you're feeling excited and uplifted. So gratitude is like the most important practice that can really take you out of you know, really low places in your life. And it's hard because it's like, whoa, whoa, I have nothing to be grateful for. No, you do. Right. It's hard. You have an air to breathe. Exactly. When you feel low to get there, but you're right. It's so important. Leela, before we let you go, we have a few more just small, fun questions. We want to know what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Oh my God. <laughs> I know it's a hard one. It can be just the first, one. first thing that comes to mind. The best advice that I've ever gotten. <laughs> I'm trying to connect. I feel like I feel like I'm in a place right now where all of the advice is just coming from within. Yeah. And it's almost it's just uh obviously, you know, I have amazing community and amazing, you know, people that I look up to. Um just just do you. I mean, like that's a great that's answer. It. That's a great totally answer. Yes. Is there a woman in your life or that you're following on social media or that you've really taken a liking to that's inspiring you right now? There is a couple of women, which is hard to find on the spot, right? Because we usually see success, you know, associated with like, even if you're a businesswoman, you're like, okay, you know, let's get on the race. So one of the women and my mentor is Alice Archer and, uh, you know, a rock star <laughs> in her own way. Uh, and there are other ones. And uh, uh, right now, I wouldn't remember like the names, not so good with names. Uh, Gina DeVee, I mean, probably, you know, Gina DeVee, and can, you can read her book, um, The Audacity to be Queen. Oh, um, okay, okay. that's one on my list. Yes, definitely recommend that. Uh, so yeah, at least in those couple mm -hmm, women Perfect. for sure. Leila, how, where can we find you and follow you? And then if we want to work with you or attend one of your workshops or coachings, how do we do that? Um, I think right now, Instagram is the best place to find me. And it's at ksenia.leela. Uh, um, my website may be ready by the time you look in or watch and uh, listening to this podcast. Maybe not, but it's uh, ksenialila.com. And um, the best way to reach me is, yeah, you can just shoot me a DM on, on, you know, I also have some links that you can see through my um, profile page and book a discovery call. If this is something that you're feeling like you're ready to step in, there's also individual sessions that I offer sometimes to those women who just want to kind of like tap their feet in here into it. And yeah, I think Instagram would be the best place at this given moment. Perfect. Leela, thank you so much. You've given us so many things to think about and just to process to make our lives better. I really can't thank you enough. Yes, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. It's my honor and my pleasure. And you're just so amazing and inspirational that I just love talking with you and having fun. Thanks, Leela. We love yes. you. Love you. <laughs> Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.